Hello and welcome to Euronet Plus and the Green Deal. The Green Deal is the new and climate-friendly podcast created by the European Radio Network. My name is Sina. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur and mother of a little boy whom I wish to grow up in a world that still got nature and less plastic in it. In this podcast, my European colleagues and I are discussing the big milestones the EU has to meet to work effectively against climate change and all the little things in between each and every one of us can do to reduce our environmental footprint on this planet. Can Euro be the first continent to be climate neutral by 2050? What do we have to get done along the way? Can we deal with this? For sure, we have to get moving to find out one step at a time. Let's green deal with this. Hello and welcome to the Green Deal. When you think of fresh air, how long does it take until trees come to your mind? To become climate neutral by 2050, it's not only important to stop polluting our environment, we must also save our forest to make sure enough carbon dioxide gets neutralized and more fresh oxygen produced. But how are our forests in Europe? Wood is desirable for many industries, which is why a lot of old-growth forests got cut down. Yes, more trees get planted, problem being newly planted trees can compensate for much older trees. The European Commission published its long-awaited biodiversity strategy 2030. Diversity loss is a man-made problem. Politicians and NGOs are hoping for real action. What this means? Biodiversity is the rarity of living species on Earth such as entire ecosystems like forests and oceans. Biodiversity is declining at an alarming rate. The US policy paper addresses the main causes of this loss and includes legislative measures to restore damaged ecosystems. For BirdLife Europe, the climate change and biodiversity crisis are two sides of the same coin. Senior Head of Policy Ariel Brunner believed the EU Green Deal fell far short of what is needed to protect and restore nature. He says this biodiversity strategy will be a defining moment. It's essentially the first time that the EU political system accepts the reality, which is that we are facing the sixth great mass extinction. We are in a massive existential crisis that until now has been either denied or uh, treated as a kind of marginal issue. We, are, we have a million uh, species threatened with extinction. We have lost half of the farmland birds in Europe. Some studies suggest 70-80% of the insects. Ecosystems are literally melting down in front of our eyes. The EU names five big issues driving biodiversity loss. These are land and sea use change, overexploitation of resources and organisms, climate change, pollution and invasive non-native species. Targets to slash the use of pesticides and fertilizers has been a point of contention within the European Commission itself. A pre-COVID draft of the strategy suggested a 30% cut in pesticide use by 2030. That has now jumped to 50%, with a planted 20% reduction in fertilizer use. At least 25% of EU land must also be under organic farming by 2030, while the Commission plans to restore at least 30% of marine and terrestrial areas. Green MEP Will Nisto says that is significant. Mankind has 
more or less taken control over two thirds of, of of global global aerial and a lot, a lot of our effects how we use land are unsustainable so if the protected areas are not increased in a fast fashion then then it's too late to protect biodiversity Until now, environmental campaigners have been missing real binding measures whenever the EU signalized to take action. The new policy is backed up with binding nature restoration targets in 2021 following an impact assessment. Forest NGO Fern says it is crucial that the 2030 strategy is backed up by legislation. Kelsey Perlman, forest and climate campaigner with Fern. A strategy in and of itself is not binding on member states. It's important that that's expressed in terms of law. Legislation for restoration that would push states across Europe to come forward with plans to restore the environment, which is particularly important. Um, and additionally, making sure that there are funds available so that you know we're, states aren't left empty-handed saying well it's great that we have this target but but how are we going to do this at the end of the day the biodiversity strategy promises to increase the quantity of forests and improve their health and resilience while the use of whole trees for energy production should be minimized this is welcomed by Vilninisto. some are trying to sell ideas uh, that would uh, be part of climate policy, which would mean uh, even uh, more degradation of biodiversity. So we can't kind of like cut more trees in, a, in an unsustainable fashion and call it a biofuel <laughs> if, if it creates a biodiversity loss. It's not a climate solution. But it also needs a balanced approach when it comes to logging North Fern. Of course, we understand that there is an economy uh, inside of the forest and that producing wood products is something that's important. So I think there's going to be a need to truly rebalance the fact that we've been intensively logging too much and bring that back towards reduced intensities, finding an equilibrium that's going to balance social needs, environmental needs and, and economic needs, which up until this point has not been achieved. By now, it has been talked a lot about what should be done and what should not. Keeping everybody happy will be a challenge with this strategy. Climate campaigners who have not been impressed with what has been tabled so far, such as Ariel Brunner, say that it's time to stop talking and act. We are looking here at hard commitments. We've had decades of talks. It's about uh, allocating money, allocating staff, new legislation and enforcement of existing legislation. All the rest, frankly, is hot air. Germany, Sweden, Finland and Poland are the countries in the EU that are big in the wood industry, meaning these countries produce furniture from wood. But in what shape exactly are Europe's forests? My colleague Dagmar from Germany spoke to forest expert Susanne Winter from the Environmental Protection Association WWF in Germany. Winter says forests gain more land area. But the older, natural forests get cut down. Europe has one billion hectare forest. A hectare is 100 times 100 meters. Those numbers are given by the FAO, the Food and Agriculture Organization. But these numbers include the Russian forests. If we take away the Russian forests, the EU is left with 200 million hectare, only one-fifth of the named billion. Each year the world loses big forest areas for wildfires. But forests don't necessarily have to burn. They can also simply dry out. 
no more leaves, insects that damage the forests massively, and dead brown tribes are left. How can we help our damaged forests to become a functioning ecosystem again? Or do we simply have to wait for nature to grow back? Susanne Winter on what we can do. Die Grundlage für alle Maßnahmen, die wir machen, sollte erstmal ein vernünftiges Wildmanagement sein. The basis for everything we do should be a functioning wildlife management. Often we have too many wild animals that prevent the installation of young healthy forests. In addition, areas that seem completely dead often still have a little chance to grow back because there still is life that can't be seen easily. It's mostly the big old trees that are dead, but on the ground we must carefully look for nature regeneration. This is important to make sure measures we take don't harm the forest to an even bigger extent. What we can do is help nature to grow into deciduous forests. When sprouts died, we can initialize the ecosystem to grow back stronger by planting domestic broadleaf trees. Primary forests are found in Finland and the Carpathians, especially Romania, and outside of the EU in the Ukraine. Protecting the primary forests is one of the most important steps the EU has to take to work against climate change. Experts hope the EU forest strategy 2021 will use the right words. Experts advise against claiming the usage of wood biomass for energy gain as climate neutral. The fight against climate change must necessarily go hand in hand with a sustainable approach to forests, insists Liberal MEP Nicolae Stefanuta, who sits on the European Parliament's Environment Committee. As such, efforts are being made to strengthen the EU forest strategy, which initially launched in 2014. Speaking to Radio Romania, Stefanut stressed the importance of this issue and drew a correlation between climate change and human health. I will be our group's rapporteur on the European forest strategy. For me, it is very important to preserve our forests, which are our greatest asset and provide the best safeguards against climate change and for the health of the population. We often forget that we are not just talking about the climate. We are also talking about people's health. A bad climate means a harder life. So the issue of forests is very Very important to me, and I will fight up illegal logging in Romania, where trees have been cut down even in Natura 2000 and other protected sites. Protecting our forests should be in all our interests. 2021 will show what the EU's forest strategy looks like. Until then, I wish you all a great start into the new year. May it be a greener one.